It's time to raise the roof with episode three of our Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Me, Evan, and Gibby are back. Uh, in st- I, I think for the rest of this season, just kind of going on how things go, we're going to try to do two to three a week, and we're going to try to, you know, just like succinctify kind of recap series in like three, you know, in like chunks instead of going game to game. Mm-hmm. So obviously there was a series this weekend that uh, just happened. The race took two out of three from the Marlins. We have a series coming up that starts tonight, Rays versus the Nationals. So first, we're going to talk about what happened this weekend with the series. We're going to go into a quick IL update and then uh, quick standings update just with what happened with uh, other teams in the division and with us, obviously. And then a, um, a preview to what's going to happen uh, at the they're in they're in DC this week, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. At the Nationals. Yeah, at Nationals Park, one of the most underwhelming stadiums in baseball. But that's another story for another day. But yeah, so let's talk about the series that just happened this weekend. Obviously, the race took two out of three from the Marlins. It was the last series against them this year. It was at the Trop. I uh, finished five and one against them this year. How did you guys feel about the games that happened this weekend? I know there was a bit of a hiccup in game two, but it, how did you guys feel about everything? Uh, I'll go for, um, you know, I liked that we, we got some juice flowing in our lower lineup, not really in our upper lineup, but like a Rosarina was doing real good over the weekend. I think he had three home runs that series two in the game yesterday mm-hmm. if I, and uh, i know we had at least two i don't know about three though yeah he might have done that in the last game against the uh yankees I think. yeah yeah um, but he's been hitting pretty good so i'm i'm happy about that uh roster spot right there um susugo had a home run over the over the weekend he's been hitting better nick anderson came back that was a big uh thing to have back for the weekend uh Really needed some help in the bullpen, and we were able to. He was able to help us um, skirt out of a skirt out and get a win in game one. And you know, looking pretty good going into uh, this last leg of the season. So I'm excited. Definitely had some good ups and downs that series, but mostly ups. Yeah. Uh, on Friday's game, there wasn't any scoring after the fifth inning, so bullpen played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, even Anderson looked a little shaky. Most That wasn't necessarily his fault because I think he started off with a walk and then there was an error. I think Adamas had an error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Wendell made a, one hell of a play at third to get the force out of third. Then, not going to lie, we kind of got blessed with that strike three call. But um, he looked – I mean, he got the job done. He didn't look like his former self. I mean, Nick Anderson is known not to really let anybody even hit the ball. He's more of a strikeout. He strikes out almost everybody. Yeah. He rarely ever lets anybody on base. So, like, definitely – I mean, it's encouraging that he didn't let up any runs and he closed the game out. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean – and I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, too. He first came back in, like, at least probably two weeks, I would say. Um, yeah. Then yeah. Saturday, I don't really know what happened that night. Um, we lost what seven to one, I think. Seven three. Or seven three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Snell. I mean, Snell had a really good three innings, and then that fourth just didn't look. I don't know what happened on that, but um, yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen every once in a while. You're gonna lose a game. Marlins yeah. are Marlins are a good team too. So I was 
we said in our last podcast that we'd obviously like the sweep, but like we'll take two or three, and that's exactly what we did. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I do have credit to the Marlins. They played us tough all three games. I mean, I think e- even even the games that we won, they were both five four score lines. So the Marlins actually, I'm pretty sure they outscored us in that series, if I'm not mistaken, because we had 13 runs and they had eight, so they had so they had 15. So they outscored us by two in the series because of that game on Saturday. Um, Corey Dickerson really had a good series. I think the Aguilar hit a home run. Uh, we did a Avoid their their top their top two guys in Yamamoto and Sanchez. So that was that that was really good. But honestly, I think that if they would have thrown them out, if they would have been out, we would have had a lot more trouble like like we did in Marlins Park. And we said this before that the Marlins somehow seem to play really well at the trop compared to where they normally play, which is also like kind of a dome stadium half the time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird. Um uh, going off of what Evan just said, I know Anderson had a shaky outing. Snell had a shaky outing after the four, um, or after the third. Uh, Glass now had somewhat of a shaky outing because he gave up that three spot. But overall, I think it was uh, – I'm glad that we got a few guys back. I, I, it was good to see Perez start to hit uh, from behind the plate. Um, I know he drove in all three runs on Saturday, which was really good. And he had, um, uh, he had key hits throughout the series. Obviously, a Rosa Reina with the two home runs yesterday was a really big thing. Uh, Sutsuga with the home run. We're we're getting contributions like like Gibby said. We're getting contributions from guys that aren't uh, necessarily like the guys on the team. And I think the biggest thing is that we finally saw Lau, um, who had been yeah, I think he was in one of the biggest slumps of his career to date. Uh, yeah. Kind of come out of it, quote unquote, if you even want to call it that, with the game winning sack fly in yesterday's game. So it was so it was good to see that. Hopefully that'll you know help get the monkey off his back from what the heck was happening. But I think it's important going forward because I think I saw that. The Rays are going to have 16 games against sub-500 teams until the Phillies series at the end of the year. So that's really encouraging to have 16 of your last 19 games be against, um, you know, if you want to call them subpar opponents, you can. I'm not going to call any of those teams that because, like, even the Nationals who are currently, like, 12 and 20 or who are, like, 13 and 25 or 13 and 24 – I mean, the throw I got Max Scherzer tonight, who's a who's a he's like a two or three time Cy Young Award winner, was a big key in in helping them win the World Series last year, and they still have a lot of big pieces yeah. in that. So I'm not gonna take any of these games for granted. I'm just really happy that, like like we said, we wanted to take the series last weekend. We took the series. It was a big thing moving forward. Now we have now we're 28 and 13. So there's a lot of good stuff with that. Uh, did, what did you got? I, I don't know if you guys paid attention or much to what was going on throughout the rest of the division, but how did you guys feel about what happened? Especially, I mean, if we're going to talk about teams, we're going to kind of focus on the Blue Jays and the Yankees. So how did you feel about those two uh, teams over the weekend and what they did? Uh, well, then I think the O's took two out of three against the Yankees. Am I think I they took three out of four. Oh, three out of four? Yeah, I know they. I know they took at least. I know they won at least two games, but I think they won three, if I'm not well, mistaken. I mean, the Yankees. I don't want to. I'm, I'm actually not going to even say that just to jinx. But um, I mean, they're the eighth seed right now. Yeah, that's how in a slump they are, I guess. Um, but I mean, I don't want to play anybody in the playoffs. Like any of those eight teams, that's <laughs> what the AL is. The Yankees are the mm-hmm. eighth team in the playoffs. Like that. I mean, that's how top heavy the AL is. And yeah. Honestly, that's just absurd to me. But um, I think I, I think Topkin said that the race, like magic number, if you will, to clinch the playoff is twelve. So I mean, we should be able to. I mean, if we don't do that, I'm gonna be extremely. Yeah, yeah. hypothetically speaking, as of right now, I just checked. Schedule. 
especially with their schedule. But, yeah. Um, and I just he, checked. The Orioles did win three out of four. So they, they lost yes. the first game. Then they won 6-3, 6-1, and 5-1. So they really, they really made mincemeat of the Yankees this weekend. But, yeah, we do have an easy – I mean, the NL East has been very underwhelming. Um, yeah, teams are beating really, up on each other. Yeah, they're above 500, but they're still only, like, what – Two or three games above 500. And, and I don't know if you guys saw what happened today, but the Phillies blew a six nothing lead to the Mets. They like, they're both the Yeah, they're t- dude. They Mets the Mets. That's that's insane. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the Phillies are 20 and 17. So three games over 500. So yeah, who knows? the Phillies are playing much better now, and their bullpen has been much better. Seeing again, I kind of have an advantage of like watching the Phillies just because they are the team in my area. But obviously, I'm not. Yeah. But they have looked a lot better. Real Muto just hit a home run today, which was big considering that he had been in a homerless drought for a while and he's kind of the best player. Harper did come off of getting ejected. So I'm interested to see what they're going to – they're kind of the one team where I'm like them and the Orioles that I'm like actually legitimately scared about something bad happening just because, you know, the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we, we, already, we, we already know how we feel about the Orioles. Um, luckily, I mean, I think that there's, so we, so we have five left against the Orioles, two left, two against the, um, uh, two against the Nationals starting tonight or four against the Nationals, two starting tonight and then two at home next week. And then, like we said, um, uh, games against nine games left against divisional opponents. So four against Boston, five against Baltimore, three at New York, and then ending it in Philadelphia. Um, I do have to say, I think the Phillies swept the Rays the last time they were at the trap. They did. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Three years ago, I think. That yeah. doesn't make me feel good one bit. Yeah, now they have Bryce Harper, so yeah, that's it's not good. It's more of a team. Um, yeah, the Yankees and the the Yankees are playing the the they're closing out with the Blue Jays and the Orioles. They're playing a lot. All three of those teams are playing each other a lot. So that's be... that's that's much tougher for them because they're just going to be beating up on each other. I think. Yeah, I think all those series are going to be pretty even. Um, you know, the Yankees are probably mad going three one to the Orioles. So I want to see I want to see how uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays really stack up against each other because I think it's the first time they're playing or like one of the first times how do we feel about the blue jays this year scary i mean like they, they counter they, they counter our team pretty well with like good hitting and like uh batters that like to battle a lot mm-hmm. i feel like um and they have like some good starting pitching their bullpen doesn't really stack up to ours that well i think that's what lost them a lot of those games against us but other than that like they they could take a series off of us in playoffs like to be honest if they're energized enough um but yeah and also they did they did a lot of uh moves in the trade deadline got some got some help in their bullpen so yeah blue jays are scary um i think we got a pretty good ticket against the yankees and like uh remains to be seen with the orioles but i don't think the orioles as of right now are gonna make it to the playoffs i think it's like between the blue jays and the yankees really um Mm -hmm. Like just battling for those spots, but Orioles could sneak in, I think, still. But yeah, I mean, we, I think we've said this pretty much every podcast. But yeah, the Blue Jays, <laughs> they scare. They just, I just don't. Like but it's, them. but it's worth it to reiterate because the Blue Jays are still. The Blue Jays are currently number two in the East, second place in the East right now. So obviously, they're still a relevant team. It's not just like we talk. Oh. About. It's like oh, <laughs> they are more than relevant, I think. But um, the playoff, like, first round's best of three, right? So is it home, home, and home? 
Like, what is? Do you know? You guys know? What I have. I would assume that it would probably it would it, w- it would probably be one one one. So okay, it, that's, it would that's, be like what like the end of the NBA playoff thing is now. That, okay, that's what I would assume too. But yeah, they, yeah, I don't want to play them first round at all. I I am curious. So so I know that we've obviously we we've talked about the Blue Jays a lot. We've talked about the Yankees a lot. We haven't really talked about the Orioles, and the Orioles have been a sneaky team this year. They have a lot of like like. I mean, their pitching isn't doesn't jump out at you. Their bullpen doesn't jump out at you. But there's a couple guys in that lineup, especially Anthony Santander, that that do stand out. Definitely. So and I don't know got, how you feel about them. I mean, yeah, Santander, um, Nunez. Who else? I'm blanking on their names. But Rio, Rio they, Ruiz, Ryan, Ryan Mountcastle. Their first like four hitters are a really good way to start off the lineup. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they swept us in Camden, and Camden, we never play well in anyways but um they're not what the Orioles one were expected to be this year and they're not the, what the Orioles used to be in the last couple of years so like who knows I mean who knows I mean I don't know when the Yankees are supposed to be healthy again like I don't know when Judge is coming back I don't know when Stanton's coming back LeMahieu mm-hmm. is back but I mean who knows I, I don't know is there a way to so is, is there a way to kind of get rid of that jinx that we have or like that curse that we have at Camden Yard or is there a way to jinx the curse that we currently have at Camden Yards like what can the Rays do with what Camden Yards is being a hitter's ballpark what can the Rays do to counter that and play their style of game that they would play at the trot well first of all we could play good defense cuz that, yeah. that series against Cam- <laughs> Camden Yards earlier this year was the worst defensive series. That was, that it I've wasn't a good series. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even that we lost all three games. We were – I mean, we lost the games relatively close, I'm pretty sure. And we, we lost at least one extra inning game. Yeah, we lost if one not extra. two. And, I mean, our base running was atrocious too. We were just – it was just not Rays baseball at all. Like, Rays are usually the fundamental team. Like, good defense, good pitching, and it just wasn't that. Mm-hmm. And – it happens. Like, yeah, it was frustrating at the time, but, I mean, we bounced back clearly. And that just, that's going to happen. And as long as you bounce back, it's it's fine. Yeah, I think that that series loss, just that complete embarrassment of the series, that was just a way sweep. I mean, we went to the Braves. We got our, we got our butts kicked, you know. We got our back, and, then we, and then we go to Camden Yards. We get swept all four games there. And that really, uh, I think that, juiced up our season for the rest of the season because it was like you know we took this loss but we're gonna we're gonna bounce back and now you know started from the bottom now we're here I mean we weren't really at the bottom we were just like slightly below 500 for a little bit at the beginning of the season and then we had August happen to us and it was very very prosperous and went 18 and 4 in August and then now we're top of the AL East you know Mm-hmm. Going going to the playoff run, so I think we're in good position after that. And the Orioles, they got they got better pitching than most people think. You know, like they got they just have people who are just performing really well, just game in and game out, and like yeah. they're hitting. I do have to say, losing Malone at the deadline for them is going to hurt their pitching because Malone was one of their better performing starters this year. Definitely, definitely. and um. Oh God! That other guy that got traded to—I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, the other guy that got traded in their bullpen to the Mets. Um, I'll go look up him on the Mets. I forget him off the top of my head, but he was a guy that they lost who the probably won't help out the Mets bullpen because the Mets bullpen's atrocious as is. I th- oh Miguel Castro. 
Right. Oh, yeah. right. He he's not great this year, you know, not by any means. He had like a four six ERA in terms of a bullpen guy, but um, or you know, four. Let Let's see what he actually did. I just want to confirm this. Oh God, I can't confirm it. Why won't you let me go? Okay, so he had a four. He had a four. 02 ERA in 16 appearances with the Orioles. Um, did strike out 24 guys, so that's you know over a strikeout um, the per inning. That's pretty good. And his his WHIP was the second lowest in his career. Ground out to I'm guessing that's high fly. He had he had a decent you know you know for what it was he had a decent um, season. You know if you want to consider if you want it like not a decent season in terms of like as a reliever in baseball, more of a decent season as a reliever for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. So I think losing both of them will hurt. I don't know how much you know because we haven't we haven't played them in a while uh i i I do want to go back to so gibby was just alluding to this how much is the fact that the yankees blue jays and orioles playing each other a lot at the end of the season how much is that going to mess things up in terms of like since the rays have already i mean the rays will have the, the rays will play the orioles five more times but in terms of two and three not having to play them for the rest of the year how good is that for the rays moving forward well, it also helps us. I mean, not only like that, <clears throat> those teams have to play good teams and we have a r- pretty easy schedule record-wise left, but it's good because one team has to lose. So they automatically get a loss whenever they play each other, which is good because it, it, it like raises our chance of making the playoffs and ultimately raises our chance of winning the division. Because, I mean, I would think the Blue Jays take – Couple, I mean, I think they're going to win series against the Yankees if they don't – if the Yankees don't get healthy soon. And Rio's on the mound today. So, I mean, he's been 3-1 and one with 2-5-1 ERA and, and playing Montgomery, who we just destroyed. He didn't even get past the first inning last outing. So, like, I mean, I think the Blue Jays win tonight. Um, but, yeah, it's just good because they have to play good teams and they and one of them has to lose. So, it helps our prob- probabilities of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do we do we want to win the division this year? I, I know I know that's kind of a stupid question, but would we prefer so in, in different playoff scenarios? Would we prefer because I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna fall apart that much to get to a seven or eight seed? But mm-hmm. would you prefer winning the division as we are now and being the number one seed? Winning the division and you know these are all hypotheticals for the postseason. Winning the division and being you know just a two or a three seed or getting in as a second-place team? You know, I, I like the idea of going in as the top seed. That's just me, though. I'm not sure, you know. Um, the one would play the eight seed, right? Yeah. And the eight seed right now is the Yankees. So if the playoffs were to happen right now, we'd be playing the Yankees, you know? I don't mind that too much, you know? Blue Jays are more scary. I'd be like, maybe take the second seed instead. But yeah. and the, I think oh, I think sorry. going into there, having the first seed and having the confidence of having the first seed would be good for our team mm-hmm. and increase our chances. Like, I mean, one of the reasons, not only that they're like the Blue Jays are so scary like they are, but one of the, I mean, I think we went eight and six in the regular season against them. Uh, six and four. Oh, six and four? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, the, and the thing about that, yeah, we won the regular season, but I mean, at least two, two or three of those games, maybe we they blew a save. So yeah. they had, they were up for most of the like they could have easily won the series two six, uh, mm-hmm. six to four. So I mean, I think it was like third game of the year. We were down two in the ninth. We came back, won in extras. And then in Buffalo, we had a runner on first with two outs, down one, and then we scored on an error. So like they kind of handed us that, especially that second game they handed us. But um, 
that's what makes them so scary is that they could easily have beaten us at least two more times. Yeah. And, but unfortunately then, and they probably would work that out and maybe that comes back to haunt us in the playoffs, but yeah, you never. I've written like, I love the idea of being the number one seed because that basically means that you're, you know, if some team in the NL comes out of nowhere, like you are the second best team in baseball behind the Dodgers. Cause there's no way as of right now, the Dodgers are so good mm-hmm. that there's no way that they're not going to finish as the one seed in the, in the NL. Like the Dodgers are on some other level right now with the addition of Mookie that yep. they're just like, there's like, there's, there's other teams. There's like the Rays are like here. And then the Dodgers are like here. That yeah. That's kind of how I see it. And the, th- the thing is we're only a game and a half back from the Dodgers too. So that is true. That That is true. They, I, I mean, I think they're about four games better. Oh God, we might have lost Evan for a second, so we're going to wait to see what happens if he comes back. So I think I think quickly what Evan was talking about was that the basically um, we are almost as good, if not as good. Evan, Evan you kind of cut out for a second. Oh yeah, no so, problem. So, so if cool. you want to finish your thought, yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, the Dodgers talent-wise, I think are significantly better than any other team in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably four games better than the Rays, I think, talent-wise. But, I mean, we're still only a game and a half back in, in the standings from them. So, yeah, I mean, you, know, you never know what happens in the end of the season. But, like, we're still right up with, there with them. Definitely. Yeah. That is true. That is true. So, uh, quickly, I, I guess just some quick things to, to talk about. Um, I guess a quick IL update. I know that the most recent guy to possibly be coming off of the IL is starter Ryan Yarborough, which is huge um, for the race to get back another starter. Right now, so I think right now, so you have uh, Snell, Snell, uh, Glass now, Morton. And then if you get Yarbrough back, that's four. Um, and obviously yeah. have, not having Trinos this year really sucks. But I think it's fine. Obviously getting Anderson back this weekend. So they've gotten some guys back in the, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, this will be, at least in my knowledge, the third guy that they'll have had come back off the IL, which is really good. And then obviously we're hoping that Drake comes back soon. Or no, did Drake just get put on the 45 or was that Alvarado just got put on the 45? Alvarado did. Alvarado got put on the 45. Okay. So here here we go. Sorry. Oh, and Diaz should come back sometime this week or early next week too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we're getting back guys, which is good. We're, We're getting back arms, which is good. Hopefully Morton, I don't know if Morton's pitching tonight. I know we'll get into the preview. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Morton's pitching tonight. So we'll get into the preview in just a second. But getting healthy arms back, especially for us, is extremely important. And getting, Yarbrough's coming back soon, too. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just mentioned Yarbrough. Oh, my fault. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's great that we're – I'm, I'm just glad that we're reiterating that again because, like, Yarbrough is the most consistent starter in terms of, like, you know what you're going to get out of him, which is, like, six yeah. to seven innings. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of pen him down for that. Obviously, it's going to take him a little bit to kind of work back up to that. But having, I guess, this year a rotation of four isn't too bad, especially the four that the Rays would be putting out. I really like that four, and that four is a really formidable four. But <clears throat> that, having that uh, moving forward – not have to rely on the bullpen and not have guys come up because I know that they uh, they 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 optioned a few guys down. I know they optioned Sheriff down, and I'm trying to think they optioned one or two other guys down off the top of my head. But having having back reliable starters that can give you innings will really help push the burden off of the bullpen because I know that the Rays have been a team that's really relied on the bullpen in recent years. That's I mean I think that's why Beeks and 
be like Beeks was a really that injury stinks. Yeah. I mean, he he could he was such a versatile pitcher. He could have started the game. He could have been a bulk inning guy if you want to do opener. He could have closed the game. Like he could have pitched anywhere in the game, which most of our pitchers don't really do that. But like if the, if starting pitcher has a bad game, bad first two innings, like four runs or four, five. Like, still not out of it. Like, Beaks could come in, give you, like, five good innings, keep you in the game mm-hmm. for the offense to do stuff. And that's – I mean, we just can't have any more injuries, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we have to avoid the injuries. Um, so, that goes into our little two-game swing, uh, our our Rays preview this week, our little two-game swing with the Nationals in Washington, D.C. So, we actually have our – um, our two most, uh, what's the word for it? Our two most, um, I guess, most recent guys to have come off the deal in terms of starters starting. So we just talked about it. Charlie Martin will be starting tonight. He'll be facing off against uh, Max Scherzer of the Nationals, uh, who hasn't been, you know, amazing this year, but he's Max Scherzer. So we have to keep that in mind. And then in game two, the finale, which will be tomorrow night, it is Anibal Sanchez, who is not having a good year, but also Anibal Sanchez can turn it on like that. Versus Yarbrough, who uh, is currently 0-2 with a 3.65 ERA. Sanchez is 1-4 with a 6.48 ERA. Not great. There's some guys that obviously need to turn on, um, uh, turn it on right now. Uh, the lineup's out for the Rays, so it's top to bottom: Meadows, Lau, Wendell, Choi, Adamas, Sutsugo, Kiermaier, Lowe, and Kavon Smith will be behind the dish. How do we feel about that lineup? It's a lot of lefties. Uh, yeah. Definitely, and I'm looking. I, I I personally like it. I mean, we're always that type of team. The cash is always the manager. Not really care about lineup like placement. It's more about like righty lefty matchups or lefty righty matchups. Um, he's always been that type of guy. And it would be. I mean, did Perez play? I know he played two out of three against the Marlins. Did he play all three games against the Marlins? I don't know that. I can check. Well, he did not start yesterday's game. He came in as a pinch hitter. Um, or, or he came in to play after uh, Smith got pinch hit by um, – Sutsugo pinch hit for Smith. That's, that's – I mean, that's interesting. I wonder why Perez isn't playing today. Another lefty bat. The, yeah, he is a lefty. Who's the right – who's the only righty again? The Smith, other, is a, Smith is a righty batter, which is really interesting. But I don't think – personally, I mean, if you look at the guys that they have, so I think they have – seven lefties, two righties. If you put um, Perez in as a lefty, you're putting eight lefties out there. I think that that would hurt them yeah. after Scherzer comes in and you put yeah. in a lefty reliever. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But, and, I mean, the good thing about us is that we've done really, really well against right-handed pitching this year. I don't know the exact numbers, but, um, I mean, because all, like, all of our like top four hitters are probably lefty. So, Mm-hmm. That's we just do really well against right-handed pitchers. However, this is Scherzer, so that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah, Scherzer's just another animal of a pitcher yeah. is the way that I would best describe him. I'm checking right now. I want to do – oh, batting splits. Okay, so I'm going to look up player batting splits this year. Okay, so against right-handed pitchers, the I mean, it's not really a great split right to left. It, they're slightly better against right – so it's a 243, 331, 431 split. They actually have a better OPS against lefties. So that's 238, 336, 447. So it's a 783 OPS versus a 762 OPS. They do have the majority of their home runs this year against righties than lefties. So 37 to 19. And they have a lot more hits, obviously, because there's, you know, there's more left hand, there's more right handed pitchers than there are left handed pitchers. But honestly, I mean, I mean, that average this year, not great. 
not great right now. Um, let's see, right-handed hitters against lefties. So, or versus right-handed pitcher as a left-handed batter. I mean, it's only 229 as I see here. And left, so righty-righty matchups right now is 262. Uh, lefty righty is 252 and then lefty lefty is 215 and like I said overall they're I think they're batting somewhere around 2 240 somewhere around there which is not uh, 241 as a team 768 OPS not great mm-hmm. especially the average I think it's hurt because Lau's had a really really bad stretch of play um, and and Meadows hasn't really hit as, as well as I think we all thought he was going to uh, yeah. If there is one guy on the Nationals, I mean, I think we all know the guy that we would pick, but if there's one guy on the Nationals that we would want to try to, you know, like limit the damage of this series, and it, it is a small, it is a quick series, but what would be the guy that would be the, you know, you know, like the person to focus on from the Nationals perspective? Oh, like the, what as do you mean like, by that? As in like a hitter, a hitter. Slightly. Oh, to single out on the Rays? No, 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 on the Nationals. Oh, Juan Soto. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say I was dangerous. gonna say either him or Turner because apparently Turner's yeah. been off this year. He's batting three sixty five with an OPS above a thousand. He hundred and hundred and fifty nine plate appearances, nine home runs, twenty three RBIs, five steals, one thousand fifty two OPS, fifty one hits this year, which is I think among mm-hmm. the best in base. I I didn't realize that he was that good. Yeah. I honestly didn't realize that Turner was having that. He's leading the league in average. Didn't know that. Oh. And he's leading the league in hits. Oh, look at that. Trey Turner is currently leading the major leagues in both average and hits and is fifth in OPS. The the National League or the whole league? No, the whole league. Oh, he's better than Mayhew average-wise? Yeah, he's he's wow. batting 365. Yeah, LeMayhew is only batting... Mr. 365. What is he bet? I don't think he has enough plate appearances for him to qualify. I was just going to say that. I mean, I think LeMayhew's batting... His average is higher, but I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he has enough plate appearances to uh, appearances to qualify either. Yeah, I think yeah. And Soto, Soto only has so right now. Soto, so Soto's batting three fifty four, and he's got ninety nine plate appearances, and he's got a, a twelve hundred OPS. But I don't see him on here, so I would assume that by now it goes by plate appearances. Mm-hmm. So if so he doesn't have the plate appearances. So he so he doesn't have it. But I mean Turner's having an I didn't even realize that. The guy that season. Turner's the guy that the Nats got in the uh in, in the Myers deal. Oh. So like if the Rays would have traded away Will Myers to the Padres, then like there would be no there would be a trade turner on the Padres, not a trade turner on the Nationals. Which would he be so that means there'd be no Tatis on there would there would be a Tatis on that that would be crazy because then Turner would be on the Padres Tatis would be on the White Sox but he might be traded because they also had Anderson that's what just a like crazy that's like a whole bunch of stuff what a crazy alternate uh that's history. a weird alternate reality I don't like that I'm gonna stop with the alternate reality because that's just like <laughs> that that hurts my brain spin zone as <laughs> a spin zone but how do we feel like about this series how do we what do we think is going to happen obviously the series is in dc what are, what are we thinking about how this series is going to go i think it's really time it's now or never for turning up that hitting i think we got to turn the hitting dial up like 50 percent. you know like uh we got to be able to compete with the dodgers i think like if we're, if we're really thinking world series and i'm thinking there's no, I don't, I don't think the Dodgers lose. I think they're definitely going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. If if you're gonna, if you're gonna want to talk tough, like you're gonna walk the walk, talk, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, you know, you're gonna go in there. You gotta want. You gotta. You gotta put hitting on par with the Dodgers. You know, you gotta start turning it up this part of the season. I, I, I'm glad we got our. Is a Rosarinas in the lineup today? No, he's that. no, he's not in the lineup today. But he can come off the bench if they need him to. True, true. That's a little pinch runner too. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I will probably split the series. I could see. I mean, I, I mean, Scherzer. I, you never think that's a win going into mm-hmm. that game. Mm-hmm. Um, just make him throw pitches, though. Make him throw. You don't have to score a lot. Score maybe one or two runs on him, but just get him out of the game as soon as possible and get to their bullpen. I'm not. I'm don't know much about the Nationals bullpen. Um, like who they lost from last year. There's who like who their arms are. So like I don't know much about it. But like I guess it's better facing them than Scherzer. So just mm-hmm. I mean that's always my like kind of philosophy whenever you go up against a dog like Scherzer is. Like I mean. Yeah. Just make him throw a lot of pitches. Try not to strike out. Get the ball in play, and you have a good shot of getting me out of the girl game early. And that's the key to beat him. Beat Just, him so. It's it's the same thing as Cole. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Cole. I mean, I mean, they're 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 very much the same arm. Power guys. Really, really good off speed pitches. If you can get to them in any sort of way, then you're going to be successful. I think I'm thinking split too, because I think it's going to be like it's either going to be a split and then a split or it's going to be exactly what happened in Atlanta, which is we get swept and then we sweep. Yeah. So if this is the part where we get swept because we're away, then it is what it is. If, you know, if it's the other way around, like it's, or, or it could be three. Like, I, I just don't know how I feel because the nationals aren't that good of a team this year, but I all, I mean that that's meaningless when you're playing them one, one V one. So that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. But I think, I mean, is that pretty much it? Is that all we have to talk about for this episode? Basically. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, well, uh, rip, rip Lou Brock. I know, I know that just happened. That was rough news. The MLB steals leader before Ricky Henderson came in. Really, really tough news. Sorry for all you Cardinals fans out there. We're here for you. Um, trying to think of anything else that would, that's big news. I mean, Trout and Tatis are competing for the uh, for the home run lead, home run lead right now, which is great. Trout just hit his yeah. 300th career home run. Shout out to Mike Trout yeah. in South Jersey. Uh, best, best I love that video. <laughs> I love the video that they put up on MLB of just all his home all his home run hits, and it's just like he's a he's a freaking uh, sprinkler, dude. Like, yeah. It's the it, <laughs> like it's like the same swing every exactly. Time. It's crazy. He's God. He's so good. I it, I mean I would I would be down to just do like a Mike Trout episode because I love Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, I went to it a few helps. of the Angels games, like the Rays Angels games, and I just yelled at him in center field. It was he's kind so, of funny. He's see, he um I went to the so I went to a, a Rays Angels game over Fourth of July a couple of years back. I also went to Trout's first game back in Philly because he's obviously like a local guy to South Jersey. So like, it's cool to say like I'm from this area and I can like, it takes like 40 minutes to get to his house. If that like, you know, like, like or like, you know, like, you know, like the area where he grew up, but like that game that he like, everyone was like, dude, Trout's here. Like no one cared about the Phillies. It was all like Mike Trout's he's back. It's great. <laughs> and like, it's it, it was so funny though because it was like oh yeah the Phillies are playing too but like Mike Trout's there so it's great yeah. <laughs> it's so weird yeah something else about that game I was at him I was at I was chirping at him and then he hit a home run ball in the section above me in seating so uh, yeah he's uh he's something special <laughs> love Mike Trout that's not good man it made you look bad yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
right. Well, I think that that's pretty much. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. Did you trip it on him at all the rest of the game after he did that? No, no that that was in the ninth inning, I think, too. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> just to close it out. See, that's just like that's just like a giant like a middle finger to you at the end of the game. I, I think he did it specifically for you because he was just like, yeah. I'm just gonna like take all this negative energy that 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 Gibby's giving me. And I'm just gonna <laughs> unleash it and just hit a ball over his head. Thank God. I love it. Is that is that it? I think I think we've gotten everything for this episode. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You. Yeah. Well, let's go raise, beat the nationals. Yeah, let's hope. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we've gotten a lot of listens on our first two episodes. I think we're almost up to like seventy on our first two, which oh, is crazy. which is which is a lot. I mean, that's it's great support for you. Thank you guys for for giving you know for giving us a platform to to kind of do this stuff. I know I know we're just a couple of we're just a couple of the Rays fans. We we just wanted to do this because like you know the Rays are a lot of fun and we yeah. love talking about them. And obviously, like, we want to be Rays fans. They're a fun. They're a fun team to watch. Always, they, they always, always exceed down. expectations. Always exactly. exceed expectations. So. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They are a lot of fun to watch. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Roof Rays, I believe. You can listen to us right now. I think the main place is Spotify. Hopefully, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts soon. I know we will be. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up, baby. <laughs>